Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Pounds, pounds. No. Good afternoon, good evening, welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in Southern Ocean. <laughs> and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. I'm here with my, I'm Summer, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And I just want everybody to know that Joy's ar- artistic capabilities are that of a mildly neurotic genius. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, I take mildly as a compliment. Yeah, it's just mild. I wouldn't right. like I would never be like Joy's so neurotic. But if you it put the mildly be. in front of it, then it right. makes it Well, and then compliment. if you say genius afterwards, right. It's like you're nestling like, oh. it. You're just like putting a pillow around well, it, like, crazy. it like conjures like images of all the neuro- the mildly neurotic geniuses that came before right. me. You're you're in a long line of mildly neurotic geniuses, and that's how I feel about your artistic capabilities. I want everyone to know. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, and you're right. I am Joy, um, and I am here with my beautiful co-host Summer White. And Summer, hmm. Hmm. I have all this written down. I'm not coming up with it right now. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Um, if you were hmm. a tree. Uh huh. Um, and someone wanted to cut you down. <laughs> I would chain myself to you and Aww. make and use my uh, mildly neurotic genius creative powers yes. to make some protest signs. Of course, you would. And um, be like, "This is not necessarily environmental, <laughs> but this is my friend Summer." <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway, that went off the rails. Um, so I want to tell bit. you guys really quickly, just real quick. So the other day I'm sitting at a table with Joy and we're working. Imagine me putting air quotes around that. And we have a good time. Um, our friend Charles was also at the table and Charles and I were having a conversation and all of a sudden Joy just like almost threw her laptop across the room and we were like, what? And she was like, what did you say exactly? Have you heard of the Southern Ocean before? <laughs> like with the most sass and like anger. By the way, Southern Ocean mm-hmm. is a double. It's a yeah, her, it's a and, her a and a she. And I don't care what you guys say so... about it. So get out of here. Um, <laughs> so Joy asked you guys, have you guys heard of the Southern Ocean? And we were like, if we like, what do we say right now? She's so angry. Don't poke the bear. <laughs> we were just silent. And ready to listen to whatever she said. I was mildly, mildly neurotic genius. So joy, um, just real quickly, what is the Southern ocean? Um, annoying. Um, okay. (laughs) So the Southern ocean is a thing that didn't used to be a thing. Um, when I went to school many, many years ago, because we're old, right? Um, I learned that the oceans were, as follows. Okay. Indian, Pacific, mm-hmm. Atlantic, mm-hmm. Arctic. Wait, wasn't there one more? The Southern Ocean now. <laughs> Antarctic. Yeah. 
And then now it's called the Southern Ocean. Well, except for... She's so mad about this. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you can't... I can't even explain. Now it just sounds silly. But I'm just angry that they changed it to the Southern Ocean. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. It's totally Southern on the globe. Of course. Right. But like... Because the Earth is not flat. No, it's not. Would it... What would Southern look like? There would be no... No Southern. Really. It would be like under the planet, which I, I don't, don't know what that know. looks like. I don't even know. But the point is, is that when we were in school, there were nine planets. And then for a minute, Pluto wasn't a planet. So there was eight. And then we had all these oceans. And now we don't have these oceans. The point is, I yeah. was doing trivia online. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of Joyce's pastimes, by the way. And it lost me a point. Uh, oh. Because I had to list the oceans and... I miss the stupid Southern Ocean. Well, I mean, it's okay. It's not actually a point against you in reality because that's you because were doing what you were taught. Is not right. Right. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> so we started our last episode nerding out about how deep the ocean is, and now we're doing this. Like is we're this protecting a new, the is ocean. Is this a new segment that we we're doing unconsciously? Joy and Summer talk about the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. Anyway, um, we actually have a really cool guest today. So why don't you why don't you tell us? We him? do. Um, so today we have Steve Bankars on, and he. Are we saying his last name right? I'm are we so saying nervous. your last name right? Yeah, you are. Yes. Okay, awesome. Okay, yay. Um, we could have totally asked that before. I know. Okay. Anyway, mm. no, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> we get points. Okay, so he used to be a well-known New Age blogger. Mm-hmm was saved Correct. Mm-hmm. and then now um you talk to people you educate people on why new age jesus is an idol and not the not really god is that absolutely okay. yeah absolutely on why not only um why the new the, the jesus of the new age is a false christ but also how like um practices and and uh beliefs within the new age movement are are satanic at their roots as well right so can you tell me um because joy has sh- i have watched some of your videos uh you know to get ready to get to talk to you obviously but um can you tell us um i'm not really familiar with the concept of a new age jesus like what when you say the new age jesus um what do you mean by that and um is there anyone maybe that i've heard of or i've read who kind of subscribes to the new age jesus yeah absolutely oprah winfrey oh okay yeah so she for example she in the past she's called herself um a christian but uh, she's obviously not just the fruit that she bears and and the position she holds is just not um consistent with the Jesus who actually existed in history. So the Jesus of the New Age movement, well, Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra would be other big names. Okay. Um, but the Jesus of the New Age movement, what people believe about him, what I believed about him, is that Jesus existed as a historical figure, but the apostles got him wrong, the early church got him wrong, and what he was actually trying to teach us, he didn't come here to teach us that he was the Messiah, the sacrifice for, for human sin. Um, he came here to teach us how to reach higher levels of consciousness. Hmm. So he came here to teach mankind, according to this view, <clears throat> that we all have some kind of intrinsic divinity within us. We all have a spark of the divine within us as a part of our essential identity. Hmm. Um, because God, in this view, is a universal force permeating the universe and permeating all things. And therefore, 
he exists within me, within, you know, the laptop in front of me. He exists everywhere as everything. And so the Jesus of the New Age movement came here to teach us how to achieve Christ consciousness, which is the state of consciousness of being aware of oneself as being ultimately God. And um, so New Agers like to cherry pick uh, from verses like where Jesus will say, um, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, mm. obviously in the ESV or the NASB, which are arguably the best translations we have, it says the kingdom of God is in the midst of you, right? It's in your midst. Right. But they'll cherry pick from like the KJV and other translations to say, oh, here's Jesus saying that the kingdom of God is already within everybody. And all we have to do is like meditate and mm. contemplate divine things. And so the Jesus of the New Age movement um, is one who came here to impart to us a universal path to God consciousness the, um, and teach us how to basically climb the ladder of deification to reuniting with, with the Creator. So it's a really pantheistic and um, mystical version of Jesus who obviously never actually existed. <laughs> right, right. That's so interesting. I was going to bring up pantheism because um, one of our first episodes, I wanted, I was reading this very popular blogger, um, Glennon Doyle Melton, and she was talking about how, like, you have to discover, like, the little Jesus within right. you. And so I started Googling because I'm like, what in the world is that? And then I came across, like, the idea of pantheism, and then there was, like, another one um, that was related to that. And I just, I never realized until you were talking about it right now, just how rooted in like a, a new age um, belief system that is. And so my fear is that a lot of this stuff is starting to creep into the church and like, maybe we don't have, like, we're not equipped to really answer these things. Or like, like you mm -hmm. said, like, you know, you need to know about, you just brought up like uh, different translations of what this verse means. And it's like, are a lot mm -hmm. of Christians like really ready uh, to answer those questions and fight against that, right. that concept? Yeah, I, I don't think that, there's different offices, right? Um, according to Ephesians and I believe 1 Corinthians 12 and other places, there's different offices that um, God has called certain members of his body to to occupy to to play a role in his kingdom so there's right there's you know there's teachers evangelists whatever but as as far as the office of a teacher goes um i do honestly feel that people in positions of leadership they tend to be under equipped as you said uh being able to answer to these things and, and respond to these things and the primary reason is not because they don't know the bible well enough they're just not familiar with what this worldview like actually teaches and actually believes right. and um it is important to be able to you know give a defense yeah. for the the hope that's in us and if that means you know giving evidence for the resurrection if that means um you know providing an argument against pantheism we should be prepared to do that if not we should at the very least be able to redirect someone to somebody who is prepared right. uh, because there are a lot of hard questions uh for example um you know we could probably we'll probably touch on some of this stuff eventually but like yoga in the church and um we mentioned like pantheism or religious pluralism um, mysticism and these things what makes them so dangerous is not only well first and foremost they're dangerous because they lead people to hell plain and simple right? right they keep people away from salvation but what makes them particularly dangerous um is that they are they're intuitive in the sense of they're agreeable 
on on the surface level on the surface level it's agreeable to someone who is who's reprobate to someone who is um, alienated from from the mind and knowledge of God to tell them oh like all these religions they're all really pointing to like the same universal being God is here now he's in nature he's in everyone we're supposed to just love each other and follow in the footsteps of Jesus and try our best and then you know we come back and reincarnate to learn new lessons and someone you know it it seems attractive it erases mm-hmm. accountability yeah. it seems um uh not plausible is not the right word but um it seems easy to adhere to right. uh, on a surface level it doesn't but, cost a lot uh, yeah it doesn't cost a lot and and it's not it's 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 a, it's attractive and 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 not only is it attractive and it really it really is that's why it's such a big uh problem is because it does have a certain level of attraction and the attraction comes not only from the um the surface level agreeability and and you know um digestibility of it but also because it is very supernatural um if you want to start practicing things like meditation or yoga or astral projection um Mm -hmm. psychedelic psychedelics like you're gonna have supernatural experiences plain and simple now not every spirit comes from god we know that but people are they're thirsty for something beyond the natural beyond the physical and the new age movement gives them that but erases accountability and sin and so for them it's like the perfect pill for them it's um you know uh, mm-hmm. what they think that they want and they need um and so it is a really big problem and i think it's only going to continue to um to grow in the next 10 years 20 years why do you think that <clears throat> um I think that because it seems as though the secular world is getting, um, well, brainwashed for one to lump all religions into the same bucket, yeah. right? So, so when yeah. a terrorist attack happens, um, Islam, Islamic extremism, the conversations you'll see on, on the news and so forth, it's about quote-unquote religion. And right. Christianity just kind of gets lumped in there with them. And so people have been um, programmed and brainwashed to have a distaste towards religious fundamentalism altogether without even knowing what these religions actually teach at their core, right? Without even really knowing the morality, the flawless morality of, of Jesus Christ in the New Testament and the example he set. Um, they are being coached into rejecting fundamentalism a priori and when you completely deprive a population of their only real spiritual food that they're ever going to find they're going to seek for that elsewhere yeah and and um as we move towards a more materialistic world a superficial world of like instant gratification and like entertainment and electronics and so forth um i think people's spirituality is going to reflect that it's going to be a fast food type spirituality where they can just cherry pick whatever they want and create a system that suits their own narcissism Um, we're becoming increasingly narcissistic and um, sin is becoming obviously more and more prevalent and not only um, accepted but encouraged Mm -hmm. and it's just straight out of romans one and that's 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 just putting blinders on everybody's eyes that's like an extra set of scales on top of their um you know on top of their uh, alienated mind their mind that is hostile to god now they're having like propaganda rammed down their throat and christianity in a world like that um well it, it always requires the holy spirit to draw you but 
and always requires the father to draw you, but it seems um, uh, more difficult to swallow that Christianity is the only true worldview, the only true you know religious system. Right. And I think that our whole world is um, very obviously being cultivated towards um, a universal religion, perhaps grounded in environmentalism mm-hmm. or uh, humanitarian acts mm-hmm. and uh Theology seems to be more and more far far removed from our our culture. Right. Well, yeah, especially because there is this um, like, despite this, uh, I don't know, rejection of religion right. of any kind. It's a new um, religion. Well, yeah, and there's still this desire, of course. Um, that I'm not surprised at all by this, but to be moral. Mm-hmm. And be a good person, mm-hmm. and maybe even I mean a lot of people who reject religion would still say that they're open to some kind of um, spirituality, right? Yeah, something right. that is not us humans, mm-hmm. but that it coexists with us, yeah, and has some sort of something to say in yes. how the earth works, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would only especially um, if you could if you could join. Uh, religion air quotes because it is I mean it is a religion but mm-hmm. if you if you picked something that uh, did sort of allow you to decide what you believe and what you don't believe it is sort of this weird like socialist like everyone sort of shares this weird communist idea like mm-hmm. like everyone shares everything it's like it's secular um, humanism right that's like absolutely. the new that's the new religion for well yeah sure. and especially when you throw in um that we're here to gain higher levels of consciousness. Like that's a religion that like will eventually just glorify you. Like you're just becoming a better version of you and you are your God. Right. So yeah. that's right. awesome. That's right. awesome. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> right. right. It's all about me. Yay. <laughs> right. Totally. right. It doesn't, like we said, it doesn't cost a lot. So you said earlier, and I, I wanted to kind of circle back to this. Um, you said that, uh, in a lot of new age practices, there are things that are actually um, demonic. And then you mentioned not every spirit is from God. Um, What did you mean by that? So, you know, (laughs) I think when most of us think of new age, we think of people walking around with like crystals, doing yoga poses and stuff like that. And we feel so, at least myself growing up in the church, I feel so far removed from all of that stuff. It seems Mm -hmm. very um, alien and foreign to me. so number one, I was just kind of wondering what you meant by some of these practices are actually um, demonic and are, are Christians participating, would you say, like on a large scale in any of those things? Uh, yeah, uh, one of the things for, well, first of all, let's establish that um, whenever you are um, subscribing to a false, a false God, a false uh, spiritual system that is supernatural, in its nature, you're you're immediately by default interacting with demons, right? Paul says, uh, he says, I want you to, I think he says, I want you to know that when uh, the pagans offer sacrifices unto idols, they're offering them unto demons. Um, all throughout Old Testament and New Testament, we're told that the idols, they have no power in and of themselves, but the object, like behind the idol, the spiritual power behind the idols, um, it's demonic. Mm. And we're, we're told that they operate from, you know, Satan's, air kingdom as it says in Ephesians it calls Satan the um, the prince of the power of the air elsewhere mm-hmm. and so when it comes to people doing things like uh, tarot cards or 
Um, any kind of thing where they're trying to channel beings from another dimension, it's called channeling. It's very like dangerous and scary, but basically you go into a meditative state and you call out to beings in the spirit or in higher dimensions and you ask them to like manifest themselves to you and to communicate through you. And a lot of times they'll, they'll give people material and they'll end up writing it down and it's called channeled material and it's huge in the new age movement. People like worship um, channeled material and uh, you'll notice that a lot of it, it's, it's very carefully orchestrated against Christianity like 100% of the time. Hmm. This material, it never goes after Buddha or Muhammad, it always goes after the person of Jesus. But um, uh, something that uh, we're probably more familiar with is yoga. Uh, that just straight up is satanic, um, and it is being practiced in churches, and people don't realize, for example, um, well, well, they don't understand what yoga really is. They think it's just like stretching. They think right. it's like I'm just, I'm just doing some deep breathing and some stretching. What's wrong with that? And even you know, uh, bless his heart, uh, Todd Friel from Wretched. You guys know him, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, he made a video he was my talking Sunday about. Teacher. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. Let's talk yeah, he about made it. a video recently talking about yoga, and he had a kind of a loose position on it. And in the beginning of the video, he was sitting in a lotus position. Oh. Um, and he was he was like saying "Om" with his his mouth, and I'm I'm thinking to myself like you're you're chanting, uh, you're you're chanting right now, and you don't realize it. Like "Om" is the uh, the sound in Hinduism of creation. They believe that this is the sound that like produced the universe, and so they chant this with uh, with yoga and with meditation in hopes of basically altering their own consciousness. Mm. The entire the entire goal of yoga. It's not, you know, health and wellness like we make it out to be in the Western world. The entire goal of yoga is psycho-spiritual. Hmm. It's, a, it's about um, uh, alterating your state of, of psychology and disidentifying, disidentifying story from your ego, from your personal sense of self, and um, working your way into a state called moksha. That's the ultimate goal of yoga. And moksha means union. It means union with the, the universal spirit, the mm. um, the oversoul, the impersonal force in the universe. That's the ultimate goal of yoga, historically, um, you know, in Hinduism, even to this day. It's not about stretching and fitness and wellness. It's about realizing yourself, your Atman, as being identical with God. And so this entire system, which Hindus, some Hindus believe, was given to them by by their their gods supernaturally this entire system is meant to take you basically on an experiential trip into self-realization as as god and um that's always been the primary focus of it now the secondary focus of yoga is something called um samsara so samsara is this cycle of death and rebirth that you're continually in where you're you reincarnate and then when you're you know living this life you, you hurt people, you fail morally, and then you have to work off that karma in the next life. And you're continuously in this cycle. And yoga, by reaching moksha, this state of union with the divine, you break this cycle of samsara. And so obviously, and, and then some, some will even argue that the poses that they are, well, it is well known that the poses, at least some of them, are meant to um, invoke the qualities of certain gods meant to to uh, worship or glorify the sun 
or the moon. And um, when you combine that with like chanting and with meditation and with with music and incense and stuff, um, it's a recipe for literally demonic possession, demonic oppression, demonic possession. And we know this because something that even Hinduism teaches about yoga is there's things called, sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. There's things called I'm totally primary, into it, me too. <laughs> there's things called primary siddhis and secondary siddhis. And these siddhis are basically primary and secondary um, consequences and, uh, um, what's the word? Basically, the fruit of yoga produces these effects in you. Okay. And these siddhis that you, that you will... Um, uh, byproducts of yoga, basically. So these siddhis that you will kind of um, achieve and realize through yoga, according to the Vedas and so forth, are things like um, being able to leave your body, being able to re- relive the past lives of the gods, hmm. being able being able to um, jump into another another person's mind and so forth. And you could read a list, like on Wikipedia, even of primary and secondary siddhis, and it's like. That is just like straight from the pit. Like, how can I relive the life of a god when those gods are demons and there's no such thing as a past life? Like, it's just straight up demonic. Um, and there's people who struggle with something. There's another effect in yoga called the kundalini effect, hmm. where where people they meditate and and there's this kundalini serpent of energy really that they believe sits at the base of their spine and it travels up through their energy systems in their bodies, their chakras, and when it hits your third eye, it's supposed to like open up your third eye, your spiritual eye, and kind of illuminate you and fill you with light. Now, that's one of the goals of yoga as well, especially kundalini yoga, and when when this happens, people experience things like, um, well, there's some people who just straight up say, like, I feel like I'm not alone in my body and I need help. There's forums where people are asking for, for help and advice because they have nausea and headaches and nightmares ever since they've been practicing this stuff. And as Christians, like obviously we, we want to stay far away from this because right. if the consequences of, of holding these positions in a meditative state of consciousness for thousands of years has been used for psycho-spiritual idolatry and for um, psychic development, like we want to run far away from that. That is just... Um, and now some people might say, well, wait a minute, do we have liberty in Christ to do some of these things, right? Like Paul says, for example, regarding like foods offered to idols. Um, now, I think there's a difference between uh, you eating something that has been offered to an idol and praying over it and you actually partaking in the act of idolatry itself, which yeah. is an abomination to God. It's an abomination to God. And so, you know, you hear about yoga in churches and so forth, and it's not that big a deal. You're just stretching and breathing like do some stretches at home. Like you don't need to be going to a studio, you Mm -hmm. know, some kind of weird named studio where there's who knows what kind of spirits over that place. Like just, just stretch and do breathing techniques in your own house. Forget about yoga. It's not of God. And that would be one major example of how um, new ageism is working its way into the church. Right. Well, that's not like this concept is not, this is not the first time that if you're listening that you've heard this on Sheologians. Um, Sheologians uh, ha- takes great issue with feminism, and our argument would essentially be the same. There is no way to remove the fangs of feminism. Um, it has a strict history, ideology. Right. It has a practice, 
And so right. you don't need, there's no re, there's no reason for the Christian to say, I'm going to, um, like reclaim feminism. Right. There's no need. Right. Um, there's, we have our, we have everything we need in scripture from God to say that women, uh, have value. Right. We don't need to adopt like a secular, premise like you said that has a huge history right. a, a terrible history it is a thing. it's not stretching there is no right. reason to take to make yoga into stretching because that's not what it is historically spiritually yeah. that's not what it is so exactly and stretch, also it's hard stretch. to be it's hard to be fruitful and multiply if you're a feminist because like straight up nobody wants to marry a feminist <laughs> Like it's not attractive. Like guys don't like here. that. Like God, God <laughs> likes and and males like like a quiet, submissive spirit, obedient spirit, and this sort of liberal, feminist attitude. It's so repulsive. Like it's so repulsive. Steve, I never even it. thought to ask a guy's opinion. Is that woman's planning? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Sorry, now, <laughs> I, but you guys heard it here. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I had no idea that you were going to be my new favorite guest, but you totally are. <laughs> like, and you know what? I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I've never been into yoga, but I've never been like I've never known enough about it to have. I think I probably had a more like Todd Friel stance on it because I just didn't know all right. of the mm-hmm. things that you just said. Um, so I'm really glad. Right. And we've had a lot of people ask us to talk well, about it, yoga. It's a, it's a it, there's a lot of misconceptions, I think, because you do hear that very. Um, uh, no pun intended like limber flexible (laughs) opinion on yoga Um, right right where but people don't it's because a lot of times people don't understand that it's a specific thing that's happening right um when you're doing yoga and so there's no need to that we don't need to like make it nicer right it's just not necessary like another thing too guys is like when it comes to to meditation and yoga and stuff um if you if you right now were to sit in 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 you know silence in one position for 30 minutes and and actually focus on meditation which is what yoga instructors will teach you to do um your brain wave states are going to change in ways that would be measurable your state of consciousness is going to change and when you're in that state uh, like your defense systems are are down like we're yeah, we're right. called to be vigilant we're called to test every spirit. Yeah. Um, we're called to be, you know, on guard, stay awake, be watchful, all these things. And sitting there with your eyes closed, not thinking about the Lord, trying to um, alter your own, you're basically doing witchcraft on your own brain for your own vain purposes. And like you're opening yourself up to, all it takes is a demon to, to drop a thought or an intention or a motive into your head or a, an urge into your head and then you start being slowly weaned off of you know maybe it's fundamentalism and into some more like universal perspective of god um because i do believe that there's principalities for pantheism that are over yoga and that part of the job of the satanic kingdom over disciplines like yoga and meditation is to um yoke people spiritually to a worldview that contradicts the bible and to wean people away from a biblical worldview and one of the the next to site next to using psychedelics in my mind one of the quickest ways to do that is to to meditate and practice yoga i mean you're changing your psychology for your own vain spiritual development and it's just you can't be watchful when you're doing that 
Right. Well, that's something we talked about a little bit with Jeff is mm-hmm. the um, that there are real results from this. Right. Like real things do happen. We, of course, mm-hmm. so like a lot of what we talked about with Jeff was um, Jeff and I have like this mutual um, <laughs> love for learning about fake psychics and like, you know, body reading, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But of course, um, those things are also real. So maybe right. that for some reason clouds the water a little bit and makes right. it seem not so harmless, perhaps to some. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the point would be is that uh, like there, there, there are things mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talked about, um, can we talk about psychedelics on the show? I think we can. Uh, define psychedelics. Are you talking oh. about drugs? What are you talking about? That's what yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was talking about drugs. Right. Yeah, things like DMT, ayahuasca, substances that are praised in, right. in the New Age movement. Yeah. So, like, what are some things that really happen when you alter your state of mind, even through meditation or through more serious means? Yeah, well, there's basically two different theories on, on what happens when you take psychedelics. Some will say that it produces hallucinations Um, And some will say it triggers real spiritual experiences. Now, I think it's a bit of both. I think that there are instances where you're going to go on a a, some kind of a demonic trip and they're going to be pulling your mind Hmm. left and right, giving you visions and so forth, because like demons can give people visions straight up. And uh, that is something, you know, I I only had a little bit of experience with it. Um, Psilocybin mushrooms, I did them like three times. And I'm actually, that's actually going to be my next video is an expose on psychedelics from a biblical worldview because it's one of the most uh, frequent questions I've gotten asked, actually, is like, where do psychedelics fit into the Bible? And in a nutshell, um, basically, if you read in Galatians 5, the works of the flesh and those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, one of the things mentioned in there is sorcery. Mm-hmm. And and sorcery, while it can mean witchcraft, it can mean magic. Um, the word pharmakia in Greek mm-hmm. actually actually means the drugs. use of drugs mm-hmm. and um, the use of intoxicants, the administration mm-hmm. of drugs, and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's re- that's the primary definition of the word. That's actually where we get the, the our word pharmacy from is from the Greek pharmakia. Right. And so when you see, for example, all of these scripture verses telling us to um, to be sober, to be sober-minded. Mm-hmm. You see all these scriptures telling us that, um, you know, drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the word for drunk, uh, methe, that word, it literally means to intoxicate, mm-hmm. to be intoxicated. And it doesn't just apply to uh, alcohol. So, like, right out of the bat, the Bible completely condemns the use of these things. Now, um, I do believe that there are spiritual experiences people will have if they use these ex- these substances because they are, I do believe they open up gateways to um, some sort of spiritual, perhaps we can call it the astral, the supernatural. And when you actually look at the experiences people have on these things, especially historically in, in shamanism and things like this, the descriptions they give of their experiences, they're, they're basically equivalent, like regardless of where they are geographically, um, especially with substances like DMT and so forth. Yeah. And it does make me think that like these are um, like real demonic visions that are that are happening to these people. And it's the same 
beings, the same principality manifesting themselves over and over again to all these different people, all these different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? What is like apologia's stance? Obviously, you guys are uh, sola scriptura, right? Yes. Yes. So, what is your? Obviously, I'm, I don't believe apocrypha is inspired um, by enemy by any means, but mm-hmm. it, it is quoted from in the Book of Jude, right? Uh, yes, Jude quotes from the Book of Enoch. Yeah, so in the book of Enoch, like obviously, I obviously don't believe it's inspired. I believe right. uh, scripture is complete. You know, yes. the once for all delivered faith for the to the saints and so forth. Um, but Bridget. historically <laughs> speaking, as an extra biblical text that the Jews would have referred to um, as a potential source of truth, mm-hmm. um, in Enoch, uh, you do see like fallen angels who who came to basically pervert mankind. And one of the things that they taught mankind, interestingly enough is uh sorcery and root cutting uh-huh. and why would they teach like adam already knew how to garden right um right, <laughs> he right. was there in the garden he already knew all these things so why are the fallen angels teaching man root cutting and why is it always in conjunction with sorcery it's the same guy teaching them sorcery mm-hmm. um it's the same word pharmacia and root cutting yeah and um there are so many plants that have these psychoactive substances in their root in their root sorry including the uh, the iboga root Right. And these have been used in, in shamanic brews for so long. And so I do believe that not only is this a sin condemned by the Bible, it's potentially, um, you know, fallen angel practice like yeah. given supernaturally to pervert mankind. Yes. So before I knew about any of this kind of stuff, um, the use of pharmacia and what that means and mm-hmm. just that there is such a connection in scripture between the use of drugs and the demonic, um, I just, I noticed a trend. Um, I don't think there's any, I don't think anybody I know or has spoken to uh, who has ever experienced drug addiction has not specifically used the word oppressed with me. Right. Um, I think every single. I would also absolutely former Every former addict I've ever spoken to or current addict um, has uh, expressed a feeling of oppression well i've even um from the families mm. mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. person i have also heard yeah that um the person would be off doing their thing and they felt mm-hmm. like they weren't mm-hmm. by themselves and just yeah scared yeah fearful yeah now what well, i don't want to create some kind of fear mongering right. like hey if you know someone who does drugs you probably have a demon that's not what we're saying right. <laughs> Watch out. Just stay in your house forever. (laughs) That's not the connection. But there is, we do need to be aware that scripture does make a very clear connection. Right. um, Between sorcery and the use of drugs uh, Mm -hmm. with the demonic realm. And so that Mm -hmm. is a very real thing. Especially when it's um, historically, well, it's referencing people using substances to put themselves into an altered state an altered of mind. state right um and obviously that's right. exactly what we're talking about happening like right nothing new right of course but um you know i mean that was a large part of what was being condemned was mm-hmm. people that were were um mm-hmm. looking to speak well consort consort right yeah right 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 with something else right Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, Steve, I have a question for you. Um, I Now, I have lived um, in the Bible Belt, and I have also lived on the West Coast. 
and um, I've mentioned before I mentioned. And I'm her. Canadian, so neither of those things mean anything. Right. To me. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew I knew you're a Canadian because I've heard you say the word out and about. <laughs> um, so uh, the Bible Belt is. I lived in the South. I lived in Georgia, and uh, cultural Christianity is a very real thing there. Um, and I've also lived on the West Coast, and um, we live very close to Sedona, which is our, which is what people often refer to Sedona as the birthplace of like the modern New Age. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of crystals, rocks. Well, I mean, there's, um, it's red rocks. Yeah. So it's a high, a high iron content yes. in the rocks, yes. which our bodies have legitimate electricity in them right and could very easily be an explanation as to why right. people but people don't go there with that in mind right there's not a lot of scientists going there that are like no iron plus electricity in but, my body yeah it's, it it's very new age up there very yeah. yeah you can go up there and buy all kinds of crystals and do yoga and all the things right um so all that to say i um when i was in the south um i there was this church sponsored I don't really know what to call it. it. I guess it was a class. Um, and we met every week. And at one one point during this class, um, we were all encouraged. And this was like the weirdest thing. And tell me if this is so new age or creepy or what. Because I, I still have the heebie-jeebies. And this was like three years ago. And it just, <laughs> from what you've been talking about, it sounds like a very new age practice that's crept into the church. Because this was a thing that was sponsored by a church. Um and eventually, you know, we get to this class where essentially uh, I sat in the middle of the room and all my girls, you know, that were taking the class with me are sitting around me. And the teacher instructed me to close my eyes and uh, essentially like go back to this moment, like this horrible, like pick this horrible moment, pick the worst mm-hmm. moment in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and go back and like experience this moment. And I had to like live it out. I had to like verbally tell everyone what's going on mm-hmm. in this and like paint this like horrible scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, uh, and I, it was like dark in there and my eyes were closed and I'm thinking like, I just wanted to run for the door. I was like, what is happening? Right. Why, what is this? Um, And so at the end of it, you know, I basically had to take the experience that I just relived and described and like visually in my head, like hand it to Jesus. And Mm -hmm. at that point I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is like, this is beyond the scope of, um, but I remember there was a moment there where like my teacher's voice was really soft and it was really dark and every, every, the room was so still, of, of I had a moment where I'm like, oh, this feels so real. Like I'm really feeling what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having to like visually hand that moment over. Um, in hindsight, I f- it was almost like she was trying to get me to like a hypnotic state, but I mm-hmm. didn't really realize what was happening then. And so I've just always been really curious, like, do you see any kind of new age practice in that? Why would a church adopt why would a church adopt that? I guess would be my question. Like, I don't. Um, my guess, my guess would be uh, there. There might be some like psycho emotional benefit to something like that. Like off the top, to be honest, um, I am pretty. Uh, I'm pretty conservative, and I'm pretty uh, safe with what I'm involved with and what I like condone and so forth. But that, that, I think the teacher's voice being soft is creepy, and I think you doing it. Pitch black is creepy, and I think that you doing it in a room full of people is not necessary. Um, that being said, I don't think it's intrinsically a bad idea 
to, um, you know, go back into our, our memory and, and revisit some traumatic experiences and ask the Lord to, to pull us through that and to, to help us see this in a new light or to, um, to give us wisdom to overcome this and so forth. Right. I, I do, I do believe that there is a, a really strong place for, for, for healing within the body of Christ, like inner healing through, um, through prayer and through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, deliverance and so forth. But I think that that should be a private thing. I don't think it should, you should be walked through with a, a teacher or a guide of some kind. Okay. Um, I don't even think that would be good psychological programming for you. It would probably create a dependence on the person hmm. doing, like you don't want your childhood healing associated with this creepy man's voice and you feeling uncomfortable in a black room. Like that's just, that's just strange. But I, I, I don't know if I would um, immediately call that, uh, you know, new agey. It seems a little inappropriate perhaps, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't see that it's, it's, it's terribly, terribly bad. I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said. Right, I agree. Also, the class was called Inner Healing, so I almost died laughing when you said <laughs> it sounds like Inner Healing, because that's what the class was called. So they at least named it appropriately. They did. They did name it appropriately. I went through a few Inner Healing classes as well um, after coming to the Lord, and they, they helped me. Like, yeah. like, they helped me, you know, see some stuff that I didn't, I didn't even know was there mm-hmm. that was, like, shaping the way I would react or respond to certain things. Sure. And... Um, I spent a lot of time, uh, just straight up crying, like a lot of time bawling, a lot of time, um, expressing emotions, like in my own private life, Mm -hmm. things that hadn't, hadn't been expressed in 10, 15 years. And the Lord would, and it was so strange because like I would be crying and I would be weeping, but it, it would feel like it's not really me because I'm 24 and I'm here and I feel there's like this maybe aspect of my heart that is still just dealing with that for the first time. Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe that there's a place for for inner healing and so forth, but it needs to be Bible-based. It needs to be extremely structured and careful. And you can get into major, major issues when you allow inner healing or the concept of inner healing in any way to influence your theology Mm-hmm. And to influence your your doctrine, right? Like doctrine and theology needs to come from the Bible, from the Bible alone. And what you have, um, you know, another thing that you have wrong, and in some aspects of the church is you have uh, flaming heretics like Paul Young mm-hmm. um, from the Shack and from the Lies We Believe About God, where he's emphasizing inner healing to such a degree that he's almost like hypnotizing people and intoxicating people with their own sense of wholeness and yeah, it's right. becoming an idol like healing can become an idol yeah um, yes. so i think there is a place for it as long as it's not taking the place of christ and as long as it's um you know uh going by what the bible prescribes right so jesus right. says for example like um they won't come to me that they might be healed so he does want to heal us it's just got to be not not weird not hypnotic and not um mm-hmm. idolatrous right I'm going to tear all the microphones down and throw them on the ground <laughs> Me too. every time I listen. <laughs> so great. You're our favorite. You're our favorite. You're this totally is, our favorite. This is so great. Yeah, this is awesome. And I'm really glad that we had this last, that you talked about that last yeah. little bit. Because a lot of wisdom in that. Right. Well, and Summer and I, I think it's like a fresh perspective on our show because sometimes Summer and I can be very like, are we harsh? Are we harsh? 
Um, I think that we are very skeptical. Right. And so yes. that's a great way of putting it. I um, think we want to stay skeptical sometimes. And so agreed. Steve is much more balanced right. than we are, <laughs> I think, in this right. area. Because I just don't want to hear, you know, I'm I'm a I'm afraid of someone not afraid afraid is not the right word I don't want to hear someone give me their hogwash wishy washy right. stuff and so I can just tend to be very skeptical. Um, well, and I also think that like I think that I have idolized healing in the past. I think it's something that people do, and then um, to fix that overcorrect you overcorrected just, yeah you just you're like yeah none of that yeah get away from me <laughs> but that was great yeah that was all i'm so glad this happened me too me too do you have a fun question for steve oh um like we like to ask um our guests like a question that has nothing to do with the topic and will just let us get to know you are he's you buying from? me time right now <laughs> what? by explaining this yeah. I feel like you're buying me time. Also, he's from Canada, which if you guys didn't hear his abouts, should have told you. Um, Canada. Canada. I can't believe <laughs> That's I didn't. How... What? <laughs> Canada. Canada. He's from Canada. Um, so... Right. I mean, I believe it. It's in the Bible. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we know this is true. <laughs> uh, scripture is always right. What would it be for you, Joy? Are you going to say a sloth? No. Okay. Um... <laughs> I mean, everything. Is that an yeah. answer? Except for I'll give specifics just because I feel like that's a rule. Yeah, it is a rule. You have to answer. Um, I, with every fiber of my being, mm. want to hug a manatee. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they're mm -hmm. amazing and mm -hmm. squishy. And they would absolutely mm -hmm. be willing to hug me. Yep. Because um, they're very friendly. Mm -hmm. um, I had the opportunity to feed a manatee mm. one time, but I was not allowed to touch it because at the time, I think they are still on the endangered species list. Right. right. <laughs> um, so, like, they were worried that my mm -hmm. humanness would mm -hmm. hurt yeah. him, but I think it would help yeah. um, to give them a hug. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> or a shark, a great white shark. Okay. I'm down with that. You know what else is also on the endangered species list? Men like Steve. Steve, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, like, thanks, seriously, guys. like, you went off on feminism even. And I, I just so appreciate We have taken up way more of your time than we asked for. Right. And you're Canadian, so you won't tell us right. that it's bad. You're very nice. But we do, we do appreciate it. <laughs> and now, officially, our longest episodes have had to do with the occult. So people are going to think we have a strange fascination. Well, I do. We do. We're going to do an alien episode soon. I'm not oh, going to wow. give you more details about that. But yeah. anyway, Steve, um, I do want to say thank you so much for your time and um, stop taking up so much of it. And it's just, we've just loved having you. What a fun yeah, guest. You. Seriously. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, hey, we will, um, we'll talk to you later. Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh -huh. Bye. Bye. All right, bye. That was awesome. I joy of course you got our most interesting guest <laughs> that was so great super interesting i just didn't even see it coming right wow um so well, yeah. some of our yeah i think that it's appropriate that some of our longer episodes are episodes where we are really learning along with the audience i think that's why yeah those two mm -hmm. like some of our longer episodes have yeah. really been someone just talking to us and we're like can you this is so more? amazing. Just keep going. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Um, so I think because the episode's so long, we can totally save our feminist of the week. We can. Okay, we'll save our feminist of the week. For They're next so week. abundant, guys. So abundant. They're if, everywhere. If we're ever about to record a show and we're like, wait a minute, we don't have our feminist of the week. It takes three seconds. We both open up a browser <laughs> on our computers and we're like, okay, got one. <laughs> <laughs> They're so easy to find. Right. Um, right. So hey, you guys are uh, really coming out on Patreon. We are so close to our goal um on patreon and we need we need to hit it i know like forever we've been saying like we need to hit this and we haven't gone off the air but like that's a real thing you guys that could happen right (laughs) so yeah you also have to consider that we so um we keep saying like keep the lights on and all that stuff so here's the here's the thing we are also very blessed to run out of Apologia Studios. Yes. Um, they have lights here. Yes. And microphones. Yes. So we're very blessed to have, to be in a position that not everyone's in, which is that um, we can uh, get in on some awesome equipment. Uh, pl- a lot of people want to help us. Uh, today, Carmen's helping us. Marcus is our producer. All that stuff. But what we mean by keep the lights on is that... Um, Despite all those blessings, there are things that do cost money right. in this life. Yes. And so, um, <laughs> in, and this is the only one we'll have in case, just because, just, the, just, just because this is our single matter life. of the episode, yes. I feel like I should, um, make that very clear. Yes. Um, but yeah. So if you're like, oh, well, they've been threatening to go away <laughs> if we don't give them money for months now. Right. Um, that's not really what's going on. Right. We limp um, along because we want to do this. We want right. to do this ministry. We want to make it work. But yeah. it's not going to be workable forever right. without continued be, right. support. Well, and especially there are things with with your support, things can become more manageable. Right. Um, there are certain things that we can do. Yes. And, and the experience is better for you guys also. Right. Um, we can start doing videos. We can offer a merch. We can. Which we're working on. Right. We would like um, to continue. We would like to do again. Yeah. So. so really it just all, a lot of it goes back to you. It's yes. not like. Yes. You know, we're using it. We're putting it back into Sheila Jensen. So right. We appreciate those of you that are supporting. And yes, um, we just really, we want to reach our goal. We set that goal for a reason realistically and <laughs> right there you go. yes so please go to patreon.com slash sheologians also uh we are making strides on our website um so check it out because it looks beautiful and there's still more work being done to it so shout out to our designers tim and nikki um they're doing a great job so anyway you guys um this was a really long episode but we hope that you learned something we hope you were encouraged and p.s just so you guys know this was our 50th episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. The big number five zero or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, so, and I only know that because of all of you who submitted um, right. the list of hers and she's. And so I want to say thank you to everyone who participated in that. I would not know how many episodes we were on if it wasn't for you. And I wouldn't have this list if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. I don't